It's Saturday, July 14th, 1964, and you're listening to 10 with Tom. Richard, that was beautiful. You're welcome. Hi, guys. How you doing? Thanks for joining me. Honestly, it's a pleasure to have your company. Listen, uh, I guess this is a standard epilogue to most podcasts, but I haven't done this in a while, and for those of you who are still tuned in, I... Um, my heartiest warmest thanks. I'm actually uh, making motions to up the frequency of this of this show. I'm not talking about the pitch. I'm talking about the regularity. That's probably a better word I should have used. Because, you know, once a month just is too not frequent enough, if you get what I mean. So, you know, things are, you know, you should, probably should have just left it unsaid. But, you know, should, you know it's all too cryptic. For a slightly more updated um, account of... What's going on? I have returned to the wonderful world of blog. I've been a blogger for much, much longer than I've been a podcaster. Um, almost twice as long. Actually, I used to have a blog by the name of Sandgate Road. Uh, at Sandgate Road, that's one word, .blogspot.com. Show notes! Um, and then, for reasons which uh, are far more suited to the blog, I've just started a new one under a new name, and that's called Today Tom Wrote. And it's to be found at todaytomwrote.blogspot.com. That's also show notes. Um, well, I thought right off the top I'd, uh, I'd get my cranky pants on because people have been arrested for less. Um, and my cranky pants this week are in relations to uh, internet forums. And I've been uh, interested in a couple for different reasons, um, to do with uh, to do with broadband and to do with uh, stuff like that. And if I um, could offer two pieces of advice to fellow forum users, because as I, I see frequent, um, I see frequently uh, two things that people perhaps could do a little bit better once they're on forums. First of all, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Honestly, I can't believe how rude people are getting, you know? And it, and it's not just rudeness, it's it's this condescending nature that people have. It's like, well, I'm much smarter than you. Oh, I read this for I read this forum thread that went for time wise went for several months and it was just people spouting it was a, it was on a legal matter and but this was on uh this was on a, a tech site but it was on a legal matter and, and people were just spouting their two cents and saying basically that they're more superior than others and Honestly, where's the love, people? Where's the love? It's not there. That's where. And the second piece of advice is that y your, meaning you are, is spelt Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. So if you're going to say you're a total dropkick, that's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. If you're going to say... Um, you want your head examined, that means belonging to you, that's Y-O-U-R. Um, I really think that if you're going to insult someone, you need to get your punctuation right. Moving on, I'll just uh, disrobe of my cranky pants, or dispant, as it were. The iPod has a neat feature where um, if you're, say, driving in the car and have the iPod on the seat next to you and you turn around and the earplug thing pops out of the earplug socket on the iPod. Your headphones pop out of the socket. 
Then it pauses. It goes, whoa, hold on. He's obviously pulled out the headphones. Um, so let's pause, wait till he gets his stuff together and, um, and, and, and then we can keep going later. Actually, it doesn't keep going automatically after fix it up, but that would be cool if you could. Another thing that would be cool and far more useful than if the socket pop pops out of the iPod is if it would pause when the socket pops out of your ears because that happens far more often to me anyway. And let's face it, the force that, um, and the force that's required to pull an iPod out of your ears, I mean, if it's snagged on something, it's going to pop out of your ears quicker than it pops out of the socket. Come on, people. Who's running this business? Honestly, honestly, 10 points have just been backing up on me, so I'm going to clear these out of the way. 10 points from a little while ago was uh, from the soup special, actually. Gad, that's a long time ago. Uh, talking about uh, the Canberra Raiders Rugby League Football Club. They're green, white, yellow, and blue. It's their colours. And their mascot is Victor, Victor the Viking. And I got correct response from one Bruce Murray of the Zedcast. The other 10 points was talking about on a motorcycle, uh, what indicator light on most motorcycles is green? And Ross from the ZNZ podcast and Red Boy from the Red Boy podcast both sent me a note to say that the green indicator light on the dash of a motorcycle is to let you know that your motorcycle is in neutral, which is important to know because you want it to be in neutral uh, when you're starting it unless you want to sustain one mother of a nasty bruise on the back of your calf, which I know a lot of people learnt the hard way. Ten points uh, for this week is relatively easy again, but it's only available to listeners of Ten With Tom, ladies and gentlemen. Duck on over to frapper.com. I think you can uh, figure out where this is going. Um, there was a certain bandwagon going around, and and um, I've managed to catch up with it on its ninth on its ninth or tenth lap, and jump on. I didn't really get Frapper because I had a, a guest map already with BraveNet, and I thought, you know, sort But I do get the community aspect of it. Although, like most people, I agree that's a really ordinary uh, layout of the site. Hmm. Nevertheless. Um, I do have a Frapper map, just for 10 with Tom listeners, and between now and my next podcast, if you sign my Frapper map, you will receive 10 points. Um, 10 points for the first five listeners to sign the Frapper map. Essentially, that equates to 10 points for any listener who signs a Frapper map, I guess. But in the off chance that there are more than five um Five points for everyone. After the five. Just letting you know to get your skates on. Miracle of miracles. Um, what happened with me, which is no surprising because it's uh, happened to far more popular po uh, podcasts, is that my uh, phone line went dead for lack of activity and I lost the rights to it. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I went back in the hopes of finding another number with the Tom suffix somewhere in there. And I was able to get my original number back. So if you want to leave a voicemail, and I, and I actually received one, and I'll play that at the end, I actually received a voicemail, ring from the United States, 206-202-0866. That's 206-2020-TOM. 
if you pay attention to those little letters on the keypad, which everyone's doing nowadays. Of course, if you're calling from outside of the United States, you're going to need to dial your international connect number, then dial the number 1, and then 206-202-0866, or 206-202-2020. Just, uh, I've said it a hundred times already. Or go to the website. Um, if, if you're uh, not uh, up to speed with using a telephone, um, then perhaps somebody could help you. But... Um, there are other options. You can send me an email, tom at tenwithtom.com, or you can leave a comment on the blog. I love the attention. I'll leave you now with, uh, with a news story, which I haven't shared a news story in a while, but I thought this was pretty interesting, pretty worthwhile, um, perhaps as a way of warning. This comes from the New Zealand Herald, the title is Flatulence Ignites Operating Theatre Fire. And it's from 13th of May 2006. A patient's gas leak is being blamed for bringing a hospital operation to a fiery end. The man suffered minor burns in a brief but, quote, dramatic operating theatre fire which is believed to have been caused by flatulence, the New, Cast the New Zealand Herald reported today. The man was at the Southern Cross Hospital in Invercargill to have hemorrhoids removed and was singed in the, quote, exceedingly rare incident involving his own gas. This was thought to be flatus containing methane igniting, a health source told the newspaper. There was a sort of flash fire and that was it. But it was fairly alarming at the time. I imagine it would. Apparently, um... The Invercargill case employed an electrical diathemy machine, a handheld tool for cutting tissue and cauterizing to stop bleeding. It produces heat and a spark. And ten, ten with Tom microphones were on the scene. Beep, beep, beep. Nurse, give me a scalpel. Thank you. And honestly, uh, I don't have the right sound effect to, to put in a skit here, but it would be funny anyway. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, watch what you eat if you're going into a, that particular operation. The worst kind of toilet humour I know, but uh, I thought it was funny. Anyway, thanks for listening to 10 with Tom for this week. I'll leave you with my voicemail for the week. Uh, thanks for joining me. Contact me in all those ways I said, and don't forget to sign the frapper. I'll put a link in my show notes. Or as Shelley says, show notes. This is 10 with Tom Tom. Signing off. And here's that voicemail I promised you. Christy, Russ McCarthy calling you back from City Suites Hotel. If you give me a call back, 773-404-3400. Thanks. Bye. Doctor, I don't think you should be smoking in here. What are you talking about? I always smoke in my... Ooh.